0: you know, this, you know, infidelity between Mike and Eric, that's more of a short-term thing that's been going on. A little it's flake. more of my fling. <laughs> yeah. You know, I started with Mike and then I tried out Eric, but then Eric really doesn't work. I kind of default to Mike. It's not weird for me. back podcast listeners for episode number 39 of not to be technical yeah. it's your boy Nonstop stop and we got Gamestop gary in the mix let's go yo what the hell guys uh you got anyone else there
1: yeah. gary's gone for approximately 80 episodes and you only give him a little shout out
2: it's been like yeah. 20 episodes <laughs> i don't
1: know <laughs> thanks for uh dividing it by four thank you that was yeah. good yeah <laughs> Charlie also here,
0: uh, one of the founders of the podcast. Oh, hello.
1: What what episode is this? We got Gary back, obviously. Uh, This is
0: 39, our uh, 41st recorded episode. That's a tongue twister. Don't say that. Smooth as butter, baby. We're back.
1: 41st recorded episode. We got the whole game here against all odds. And and I think we just got to address the elephant in the room and that elephant being Gary Mann. Gary, I'm going to ask you this time, how the hell are you? What have you been up to? What's going on? Public accounting? Like, wh- Where have you been, my man?
2: Yeah, it's shitty right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm in the thick of it. I'm in sort of a routine of like, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I've talked about this on previous episodes of like prioritizing he- your health and everything yeah. and, as le- as well as mental health. So I've been trying to Carve out gym time, carve out, you know, time with my wife and, you know, sit down and have a nice dinner. So it's just tough to find that time at the end of the day to do the podcast with the way work is right now. So I feel bad. But um, honestly, today is actually one of the most insane days that I've had. And I've reached a point where it's just like, I'm almost like just at a zen place of like, yeah, I have a million fucking things to do and they have to all be done tomorrow. But like, whatever, I'm just going to. Like have some scotch and not worry about it, so that's where I'm at. I yeah. feel that a dram of scotch that's right a dram so, yes, so in the office tonight you've you've first off, we're
1: happy to have you back. We're sorry that you're in the thick of it and and all the other phrases you said we 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 do want the listeners to know that uh Gary genuinely is busy. He's not blowing off the podcast. He's very passionate about the podcast. I'm speaking for you right now, Gary, but you could just say, yes, that that's the case.
2: Very nodding. Good. He's, he, nodding. he's nodding.
1: <laughs> yeah. So all rumors dispelled here about Gary and his passion for the podcast, that nod is more than enough to dispel all the rumors. Gary, are you caught up on the podcast though? I mean, I, I know, you know, you got to eat with the wife, you know, it, there's got to carve <laughs> out time with stuff But like you guys listening to the podcast, at least what's going on yeah. there. Yeah.
2: No, I. I mean, I. I haven't been to be honest. So I'm sorry about that. I haven't really been listening to any podcasts. Um, I usually just I listen to music when I go to the gym. You know, like um, the usual, like Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, that sort of thing. So yeah, I um, yeah, know. there's hits. there is some stuff though that you guys haven't really followed up on. If what? I may give you some shit, which is don't you dare. The Yelp reviews and also the the. The much sought after Publix gift card giveaway, oh. which I know oh, the I was one of the people who was the most excited um, about. We, we about haven't
1: that. addressed this on air, so to speak, have we, office I, I don't
0: think so. No, oh my
2: but
1: God. But for the
0: record, Gary, I think you were responsible for procuring the gift card.
1: Yeah, I, 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 think I don't that's think fair. that's true at
0: all.
2: All
1: right, so if anyone <laughs> has no idea what we're talking about here, so Gary, you are correct. There are a few things with the podcast that we have not followed up on Yelp reviews. So Noffice and I are in a very competitive, close, uh, tense uh, race yeah. on Yelp to become Yelp elites. I think we've each posted collectively one or two reviews <laughs> since we've made that statement, but you have taken
0: more food photos. Yeah. That-
1: there. It'll be done one day. I'm just going to do a review bomb. So watch out. Uh, uh th- so though, no, this has not been forgotten, Gary, thank you for keeping us honest here. Uh, you're definitely deserving of doing so.
2: So that'll be like another twenty episodes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm good for twenty. But uh the public's gift card giveaway. Um <laughs> so
2: uh, By the way, can I just interject here and say it's it's yes. hilarious that that Nofis is trying to say that I'm responsible for anything at all to do with this podcast. Um, you're the it's financier.
0: Yeah, you're you're the uh, public accountant. I feel like that Correct.
2: Yes. So I don't yeah, know
0: why. Just it seems appropriate. It does the seem appropriate CFO
2: for this enterprise that's like bleeding money left and right. I mean, you could write stuff off, Gary. You know, there's a lot of costs associated to Everybody a podcast. Things, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I'm all about that tax fraud, baby. Let's I don't go. Know oh, wait, I
1: didn't say anything about that. But Gary, the public <laughs> gift card giveaway are really for our audience. So a few episodes ago, uh, I'd say sometime in January, there was a comment on our episode post on Instagram. And you can follow us at Not To Be Technical, uh, if you haven't already, but... We Please. post when there's a new episode. We have wonderful graphic designs uh, that are posted every episode. <laughs> and somebody commented, uh, their name is Arshi. Uh, Arshi commented, uh, they were commenting on the post to enter the public's gift card giveaway. Uh, that comment was the first time I had ever heard of the public's gift card giveaway. Uh, I was not aware of it, An office was not aware of it. Gary certainly wasn't aware of it. Uh, I don't think Arshi was even aware of it. She just came up with it.
2: Well, I was aware. I was made aware of it by that comment. And then I signed up for it myself.
1: Yes, that's also very true. Uh, Good point. Yeah. (laughs) So all of a sudden, uh, we're getting lots of comments. Uh, This marketing campaign is working. Lots of comments for the public's gift card. Uh, I don't know how much the public's gift card is. No one knows. But it it picked up a lot of steam. It was a great marketing uh, campaign uh, by our listener, Arshi. Uh, who has nothing to do with this podcast, and I honestly don't think they've ever listened to the podcast. To be honest, I guess we'll address it now. The public's gift card will be given out to a winner, but we will be running yes. it the right. We will be running it the w- right way, though. We will announce it. We're announcing it right now. Look out on Instagram for how to enter the public's gift card giveaway.
0: Financed we, by Gary R. Man.
1: Financed by Gary R. Man, and uh, on top <laughs> of that, we will have an entry already for people who entered the fake Publix gift card giveaway. So you will for already be ones. entered if you entered the fake one.
2: Oh, that's great. So I could win. You could win. You could also enter okay. again. You can get two entries. This is exciting. Maybe. So I don't can know. We, I, I had to think about that. Yeah, you gotta think can we get a little behind the scenes of how the sausage is made on how this is going to work? Who's going to... Make the drawing or or how is the winner going to be selected? So the sausage, Gary,
1: we're going to use a random number generator and record it. uh, And it's going to be tied to each of the people that have entered the Publix gift card giveaway. So will that random number
2: generator be available as an NFT?
1: No, that's no, absurd. What?
2: Oh, okay. Gary, you've been going <laughs> well, for a know, while. I don't know how people are supposed to trust you, but... Um, no, uh, yeah, as we did learn
1: in episode 17 with Steve Asseway, uh, yes, anything can be an NFT though. So I'm sorry, it wasn't an absurd question. But yeah, we, we're we not going to make this an NFT in this case. Okay.
2: It yep. it was an absurd question. No. It, okay. I mean, Fair enough. It was.
1: But for all our other solicitors, you know, definitely keep an eye out for these interesting... Contest, great updates coming with Yelp reviews, uh, but we do have to move into some follow-ups here before we get into our trending tech and main topics. Uh, one of them, a very important uh, poll question we had last episode, Novice and I had described recent um, infidelities, uh, dishonesty, uh, ruining of trust uh, with our barbers that we both have had. Uh, you know, Andy the barber, I was with him for six years, and then I cheated on him with Mike. I'm with Mike now and uh, uh, office has also been I'm sorry no I'm with Eric uh, and office cheated on Mike and he's with Eric now
0: so- um I, and then I also cheated on my long term relationship with Mariano yes. um who I tagged in the most recent social post and told him that I missed him so did he I respond think, uh he did he says he misses me too and I considered that water under the bridge <laughs>
2: Well, th- that's a wonderful follow up. I was not aware of this. <laughs> Water under the bridge. So, so in office, you had two different stylists.
0: Uh, no, so Mariana was my primary one. So you know this, you know infidelity between Mike and Eric. That's more of a short term thing that's been going on. A little more of my fling, <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I started with Mike and then I tried out Eric, but then Eric really doesn't work the same days. I usually try to get a haircut. So I kind of default to Mike, but Eric is definitely the better barber for me.
1: Yeah, and I also see Eric. So we we both are kind of dating the same person now. It's a little weird. It's not weird for me. It's okay. It's not it's not weird at all. Eric is a professional.
2: Let me just throw this out there. So am I the only person who doesn't have like a full-time stylist? I kind of just like go and get my haircut by whoever Do you go to there. Supercuts?
1: It, yeah, you look like a Sports Clips kind of guy. <laughs> yes, Gary. I
2: do go to Sports Clips. Yeah, I, I do. And it. I, think I I'm, do it. I think I'm like two punches away from a free haircut, by the way.
1: That's that's disheartening to hear. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess you spend
2: probably, a lot less on haircuts than I do. Yeah, what,
1: what's a haircut at Sports Clips costing you this day?
2: I think it's usually like twenty bucks or something. Damn. That's nice. I, yeah, I, can't, I think mine's like hair Looks pretty good. And then too. fifty
0: with the beard. Yeah, mine's Man. looking
2: like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that explains why I always look like shit. I never have paid anybody to do my beard either. So maybe I need to like yeah, grow it out. Of, grow what out is it. it called? Like a, li- a line? Yeah, a line up or lining? Yeah, yeah. Gro- line it yeah. up, baby. A lining. Get some lining. lining. Hello,
1: oh,
0: sir. I'm looking to get a lining.
1: <laughs> yes. Can, right. can you please trim my? Uh, I feel like the only lining I can think of is vaginal lining. So I don't think that, oh. would, yeah, right? Isn't that a term?
2: It's, I thought that it was it's more not like what eaters. I was going for, but yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What other lining is there? I don't know. You just made it a little awkward. Well, it's just as awkward as cheating
1: on your hairstylist or barber. It's <laughs> a so great segue, Gary. Uh, 68% of our audience do not cheat on their barber or hairstylist, 32% do, like novice and I, and you as well. Uh, with your sports clip. Do you have a sports clip barber you prefer
2: or you don't even know their names? I don't even have a preferred stylist. Wow. <laughs> no. Do you remember
1: one single name of, of a nope. sports clipper? No. Nope.
2: Do they speak English? <laughs> they they are all like middle aged Hispanic women at the one that I go <laughs> what? to. What?
1: So you don't even talk sports with these ladies. You're not even chopping it
2: up. (laughs) I'm not going for the sports. I'm going because they cut only like (laughs) predominantly they cut men's hair all day. Rather than if I go to like a supercuts or something, they're doing like women and men. So that's why I figure they're better. What do you think a barbershop does? I mean, (laughs) I just it's just convenient. Okay, that's all I can say. It's just convenient.
1: Okay, uh, we'll we'll move on there. I think Gary, um, I would love to see you try out a barber, maybe one of our barbers, just just to see the difference. I mean, it sounds what like this
2: Eric guy is really the shit. So I maybe I, Eric. Try I just him saw. Out.
1: Yeah, I just saw Eric. So Eric, Eric's the man. I took a I shot might with see him Eric. Tonight. Eric. Eric Eric uh, poured me a little shot. We took a shot together last wow. time. It Was great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember we had a, we went to this barber shop when we were in college at FAU. The one at the school. They, they had like, they had like a PlayStation there and we would play like 2k. Right. Yeah. But the, the problem was that like the guys were just like chilling and they would like be in no rush to, to like cut your hair. So I was always there for like two hours. Like even if I actually just wanted a haircut, it was like a two hour ordeal. So like, I just like going in and it's like 20 minutes in and out, you know, I don't have to know the person's name, 20 bucks. Here you go. $5 tip. I'm done. I I will say
0: Eric does take
1: his sweet time. Honestly, he he. But Gary doesn't have as much to work with. You know what I'm saying?
2: No. Okay, that was a joke. (laughs) Apparently, we're just you really touched a nerve there.
1: Yeah, with an office. Apparently, (laughs) I'm mad. All right. But we do have another follow up here from last episode. So we talked about Uber and Lyft. They have uh, fuel prices are going up. So they're passing that those costs onto the customers with like 40, 50 cent increases on all Uber and Lyft rides. Uber Eats as well. Instacart said, yo, me too. Fuel be tough out here. So let's get some more charges there. They're also adding 40 cents onto every Instacart order. But Grubhub and DoorDash are doing it a little bit differently. So they're also like, yeah, we got to get it on this and like, you know, do something about the gas prices, but they're not passing it on to the consumers, which oh, is sure. great for me because I love ordering food. DoorDash is my second to Uber Eats. So DoorDash, they're offering drivers 10% cash back on all fuel purchases. They have like a, their own little debit card system where like you can load up your debit card, like prepaid. And if you use that at a gas station, you get 10% cash back, which is sizable. So that's pretty cool on their part. And then Grubhub is increasing the pay per mile for all of their drivers, uh, but doing nothing when it comes to the consumer end of it. So that's the way that they're trying to get like good press press from it.
0: Honestly, and that's a pretty fast rollout for these types of initiatives because like this hasn't been going on that long. And for someone to kind of whip around and make sure they're taking care of their drivers, I, I respect that.
1: Yeah. So it good uh, Good on them for doing that and then not doing it the same way as Uber and Lyft. Uh, but another stat I saw that was interesting here. So prices are going up for everything because of fuel. I mean, just in general, specifically uh, Square, uh, the company that does a lot of payment processing and you know they have the little tablets that are almost at like every single vendor now. So they have all this data and this is the type of insight you can get with this type of data. Prices for wraps, salads, and sandwiches, lunch items particularly, year over year are up 11%. So not the cost of delivery or anything like that, just the cost of the food items themselves. So this is just one small subsect, but all the prices are generally just going up. And this is at a rate that has not been seen before. 11% year over year is, is unheard of for just menu prices. Like Sure, maybe a few percentage points year over year in some categories, So this is affecting a lot of different things. And even if you don't see it on the fuel side, the restaurants are surely going to be uh, upping the cost a lot too.
0: And if you're interested in learning about more products that are kind of increasing in price too, you can go on this Reddit thread called Shrinkflation. There's a lot of just like different posts about different products, essentially charging the same amount that they have, but they're reducing the serving size or just general size of things. So it'll be like toilet paper. They're cutting back on, I don't know, like, 20 sheets per roll. So that way they can essentially make ends
1: meet. What was the name of that subreddit? Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. I I Actually, that sounds very interesting. I might check that out. Gary, do you have anything that you want to check out? Anything (laughs) top of mind for you?
2: On the shrinkflation topic, I will say that I noticed when uh, I had my recent Trader Joe's Speculoos cookie butter ice cream, there wasn't as much cookie butter in there. It was like fucking vanilla ice cream. It's like, what the hell is this? Why am I paying like $5 for a quart of this ice cream? Like I sh- I could just as easily go to Publix and just get their ice cream. So That, that is sad to hear. I'm a big I don't know if it's if if, if it's some shadow shrinkflation that's going on there or what, but uh, you should maybe make
0: yeah. a post on that Reddit.
2: Yeah, some maybe. Reddit. Somebody needs to look into this. Somebody needs to. Just not Gary, um, he has
0: no time with the public
2: I don't also, have time. No. I want to let
0: everyone know I've tried cookie butter for the first time recently and it was amazing. It may have changed my life.
1: Yeah, you're late to the game, partner. I mean, uh, cookie butter—I
0: first tried, I think, in college when they opened up a Trader Joe's down here. I mean, that—that's like their marquee thing. Like, you know, I've heard about it for a long time, and you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't uh, gravitating towards it. Now, <laughs> now <I> have.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now I have, and now I'm a changed man. I will say something else on the topic of things that people haven't tried for a really long time that they should have. I had never in my life had a Publix chicken tender sub until this past weekend. What? that's absurd. I've lived, in, I've lived in Florida my entire life, and it was awesome. I will say I had it tossed in some buffalo sauce, a couple other toppings on there. It was delightful.
0: you know I think the uh, tossing in the buffalo
1: sauce is overrated. I agree there, but first uh just for some context for any of our non Florida listeners Losers. um Publix is a grocery chain that's very big in the Southeast of the U S and one of their primary things they're known for is one having higher quality, just deli items, food in general. Uh, The prices are a little bit higher than some other retailers, but you know, not too much higher. They have a lot of bogos, buy one, get one freeze. But really the thing that really sets them apart is their sub shop that's in every Publix and the chicken tender sub, they take hot chicken tenders Uh, I would say, and they're all very big. They're thick boys, these chicken tenders. I would say they take five of them for a full sub, maybe more. And they (laughs) chop them all up uh, right there in front of you, very fresh. You can add any type of sub topping you can think of. You can add it there, sauce, they'll toast it for you, all of these things. And Gary had those chicken tenders before they were put into the sub tossed in buffalo sauce. So for me, I'm more of a honey mustard guy. So I I go that route usually. I think buffalo sauce in general is overrated. Uh, however, I don't want to harp too much on that. You know, I think we all have our different tastes. I think I'm, I'm harping. in the mind. Okay, you can harp if you want. I mean, but look, to each their own
2: on the toppings. Yeah, to each their own on the toppings, but just the amount of chicken they give you. I mean, it was each of these tenders I'm talking was like a, ch- a full chicken breast. It <laughs> they was like-
1: each were their own tender. Dude, dude, I'll tell like you two that.
2: full chicken breasts, <laughs> and I only got a half. I got a half sub. It was insane how much chicken was on this thing. Yeah. This might be the way to combat shrinkflation. This we've found it. That's right. We found it. So
1: these subs are are phenomenal. Anyone in Florida knows about these, but Gary, Gary, apparently. Yeah. yeah except Gary. I, uh, that honestly is surprising. Knowing your food taste too, it's not like yeah. this is like something yeah. I would think you no, wouldn't have tried. I, I, I
2: really was, yeah, I fucked up with that. No, really? I will admit it.
1: Okay. Last thing here, when's the last time you've been to Subway? Because if you've been to Subway any oh, year God. recently,
2: I'll be very disappointed in you. I it, probably at least 10 years.
1: Okay, good. All right. I, I can give you some credit there. Maybe I, you're just not a big sub guy.
0: I went to Subway recently, actually, within the last couple of months, but only to get some cookies. That's weird. I, mean, I don't
2: think I've had their cookies. Are they <laughs> their good? Their cookies are
0: fine. I, I just needed cookies at that moment. I was just really <laughs> craving cookies and I need to be in walkable distance.
2: And you know who has really bad cookies? Don't get KFC's cookies. The, I, had, the I got Colonel them given to me them? for free because i had a i had a long way to kfc they gave me free cookies they were like they tasted all like plasticky and they were just not nice so don't get kfc cookies that's a hot tip
1: hot tip yeah. gary all right so, yeah. so we
2: so Gary, one thing that's funny here inside, is yeah, that's real I, inside info
1: no so this is great inside and really how the sausage is made type stuff here uh, but for a little bit more on that, um, I was really trying to get you to segue into trending tech when I asked you anything top of mind for you? Anything you would like? Yeah, my bad about that. No, 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 hey, please Charlie.
2: don't. Hey Charlie and Nafis. Yeah. Guess what? 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 <laughs> Let's get into some trending tech news.
1: That came out of nowhere. That was That's like
0: he's never left.
1: That that was so smooth. You know what else is smooth, Gary? It's okay. Cookie butter. Yeah. Cookie butter, smooth. Uh, Lots of things are smooth. (laughs) That transition was smooth. But these single parents on the new app, Stir, are going to be smooth as hell. Uh, Match group, which they create Tinder and Hinge, two of the biggest dating apps, if not the biggest ones, Uh, they now created Stir, a standalone app for single parents to date. So it's a dating app only for single parents. So I think this is actually a really smart move. Uh, I I think, unfortunately... (laughs) If you're a single parent, it's a little bit tougher sometimes to find maybe like-minded people. Uh, I know a lot of times it's something that people might not bring up on the front end uh, or be honest about and for various social norms and reasons or whatever it may be, right? So STIR is is a great solution for that. It is. It is. It 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 creates a way to find like-minded single parents uh, maybe looking (laughs) for similar things. So... I, I mean to me, I think it's a smart idea. Another thing to add to their whole uh repository, I guess, of dating apps now. I mean, it's huge how many people use their two biggest ones. The only thing that I would say here that I think they could have had a more creative name than Stir.
0: Stir, I mean You know, you, like Stir in the Pot. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Anyone could stir the pot, you know? I mean, it's, I I don't know. Kids really stir the pot is all I'm saying. But
1: I want to hear, do you guys have any better name ideas that you think you would have used for something like this for like single
0: parents on a dating app?
2: I don't have any better name ideas. It sounds like you do though.
0: Um, All I can really think of is like fruit snacks. Um, (laughs) and, And I think particularly of like this meme on Instagram about how like someone's going to date like a single mom and they're going to be eating all of Aiden's fruit snacks. Um, Am I alone on that? Okay, maybe. I, I Gary looks lost. Gary
1: so I guess the meme. I mean, like, yeah, I start dating a single mom, and I'm like, Yo, Aiden's got some fruit roll ups and some Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> I, Yo, Aiden, my man, where's the stash? <laughs> Just got to start eating. Dude, I, I get, I get that fruit snacks. Um, don't know if they would go for that. I like the meme connection, though. So Gary, you're right. Uh, I did prime myself for this question. The name I think that would have been better. Is play dates?
2: Oh, damn, that's good. Play dates is good. Yeah, yeah. Be,
1: yeah. You know, we're setting up some play dates between those single parents. You know, and it ate at the now. So, the is McDonald's it just playground. single parents,
0: or is it like? Hey, I'm a single parent, but I'm down to look for someone who is not a single parent. Or would it be I'm not a single parent, but I'm okay with single parents? Is like yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. More whatever you said sounded way smoother. Yeah, I yeah, know. That.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I actually don't know that. So I do know that the app right now there's 20 million people that are single parents in the U.S. Big underserved market. on mainstream dating apps is what they said in their press release. Oh, and
0: they're right. You know, yeah. I would filter out. You know. Has children or whatever the term would be on the filters for dating apps, and I would be so upset when that would you know still sneak through the filter. You know, it'd be like the that- last photo on the profile. And I'm like, all right, Cindy, you're not getting past me. Yeah, I, I will <laughs>
1: say that I I like an office also would filter out and stay away from that situation. Just not something I was looking for in this time of my life. It would still get through because people would not be honest about it. So I think that that is something that. Will be a lot easier if this app have a safe on. place to be. But you also you have to think about it too. The single parents also have to want to find other single parents, right? So if it really is a single parent to single parent only, it's it's a very niche <laughs> group. because I I can't speak for the, the group at large. I have no idea if if that's it's, a desire. It's challenging it's also because yeah. like
2: do the, do the do the kids have a meet and greet as well to make sure that they get along? Like how does play that date work? Perhaps it the adults. Yeah, I mean, well look, playdates is a great name. Um, but, like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. but if it's just, but presumably it would just be the adults like meeting the, you know, for the first time. Yes. Right. And the kids would have a babysitter or whatever. And then, like, if the kids aren't compatible, then like, oh fuck, like it's just like too fucking bad.
1: You (laughs) got to deal with it, right? You know, you know what, Gary, that actually uh, is exactly the use case for one of their biggest features, which is Me Time. So, when you're setting up the app, like Nafis was saying, other dating apps, you have different parameters you put in. You know, I live here. I'm looking for someone within this radius. I'm this religion. um, You know, this is my outlook and wanting kids or what I'm looking for in a relationship. So, Me Time, they can actually put their schedule in and what. Hours they have available to themselves. And maybe they already have a babysitter or someone else lined up, or maybe they're with the uh the other parent during that time frame, for example. So me time is one of their marquee features where
0: they could see what times
1: match up automatically when they match with another single parent.
0: Shit, that's cool. Everything just build in like finding babysitters too. They could really, yeah,
1: integrate everything. Finding babysitters, finding places for play dates, booking hotels. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, booking hotels. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I said I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll see you guys on stir. Let me you know if you need help making
0: your profiles. <laughs> uh
2: please. <laughs> Okay. I don't know, but I, I feel like you should be like you should be a marketing consultant. You know, why don't you just quit and be be a marketing consultant? Because honestly, that's a great that's a great name idea. Hey, really. hey, Gary, like, your coworkers
0: like you, listen to this podcast. Okay, you need to you need to slow your
2: role. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I have done maybe, marketing you know, consulting just, in the past. He could just do it on the side. You know, he could do it on the side. I very Honestly, much Charlie's
0: great to consult if you need help with your dating profile. Yeah, you know, he, he's very good at this. He's it's, helped a number mm-hmm. of us in our friend group.
1: This is true. Um, you know, I think with dating apps, the biggest thing to remember is you're marketing yourself. Uh so you don't want to lie on dating apps, but you want to make sure that you portray yourself the best way possible and put yourself out there. I'd be lying. You would lie on a t- <laughs> you would.
2: Every- I'm 6'4 <laughs> <laughs>
1: closer to four six guys.
2: <laughs> Damn. What the
1: hell Gary stole that? I- all right. Well, we got some other big news to get into on Trend in Tech here. One that just happened this week. Amazon has purchased MGM Studios uh, for $8.5 billion. So th- this is a huge transaction. Uh, of course, it still needs to approve like all things uh, by the Federal Trade Commission or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, but it'll likely go through. I, I don't think there's anything that really would create a monopoly here, so to speak. So this is something that while it's it's news in terms of, you know, this wasn't necessarily expected, like this particular merger or, or acquisition, rather, this has been a long time coming. They launched Prime Video, I, I think 2006, and then they made Amazon Studios to make their own TVs and films in 2010. So what would come after that is buying a bigger... You know, movie studio franchise to kind of put within their own ecosystem. And then what people are really speculating is the next move is buying something like a theater chain, like something like AMC. Oh, that's well, so funny.
0: That makes yeah. so much sense.
1: Yeah, because they they pretty much have got the whole life cycle down now. So if they get AMC or something like that, then they can start literally showing movies that they make, they produce, cut out any single type of middleman, so to speak, uh, and it's also where something like Movie Pass becomes a lot more possible and viable. Uh, if you have a Prime membership, you can go see one movie a month, for example, in an Amazon theater. So that's still where a lot of investors and people that are analyzing Amazon's moves thinks this is going. Uh, but for the immediate acquisition at hand, well, first off, do you guys know any of MGM's roster? Like what this acquisition contains?
2: Not really. No. I, um, I did it either. So I think go, they made Rocky.
1: You're right, Rocky. That's is like one all of I them. know.
2: Wow, <laughs> I'm so good at pop
0: culture.
1: I mean, you're better than me. I I, did, I didn't know before doing research here, but yeah, they have over 4,000 films. Rocky, James Bond, and Pink Panther being the biggest franchises oh, when yeah, it comes James to movies. Bond. Wait, Pink
0: Panther is that big? Like, well, I mean, historically it's big. Uh, in recent years i'd say <laughs> like, no is that a cartoon or is that more of like an actual like what if i told you it's been both over the years now so that makes sense i'm just wondering
2: if Wait, like so there's a live cartoon. action pink panther
1: there is a live action pink panther oh wow yeah. okay the live action pink panther stars steve martin gary and it has a 21 on rotten tomatoes <laughs> steve uh, oh, so,
0: nice so uh there you go cartoon okay. was
1: first uh released in 1963 with the actual pink looking Panther. Yeah.
0: That that seems like it was more popular. That's weird that these are some of their more like that. That was my first thought is that they're just expanding their catalog of movies and TV shows that they could put on, you know, Amazon prime video, but this, this doesn't seem that alluring so far.
1: Well, the TV shows may be a little bit more alluring. So they have over 17,000 TV show episodes that they've created from various series, Uh, The Handmaid's Tale, Vikings and Fargo being three of their biggest ones that came from MGM Studios. So, I mean, I know The Handmaid's Tale and Fargo specifically are are huge franchises. So those are pretty big grabs for them. I think both of them live on Hulu right now. So that I could easily see that going to Amazon Prime and getting, you know, further iterations or seasons made there. I think you're a Fargo guy, right, Gary? I feel like I've seen group chats where you bring up Fargo.
2: Love Fargo. Great show. Well, exactly. Is it like the movie Fargo? Like, at yeah, all? Yeah, the movie's great. The movie's great too, but I think the show's even better.
1: Yeah, so I Fargo.
2: I highly recommend it. Yeah,
1: and in, in each season is its own standalone, right, Gary? And then you have the movies That's also. Right. Okay. Yeah,
2: they're, they're like loosely connected, but yeah. they're basically their own thing.
1: Yeah. So there's and that's what Amazon's been doing, where they've been buying the IPs of like very prominent franchises and using them as polls to get people into their ecosystem. Disney Plus did the same thing with some other things as well. So this is how as we get more diverse options in terms of splitting up streaming devices, uh, how they're going to pull people in and actually get any type of sizable market share. So it's a smart move on their part. They also own this other streaming platform, and I've seen this a bunch whenever I'm setting up something new, like a Roku or a TV. Uh, IMDB TV. So IMDB is I, I think pretty much the the go-to, almost like a Wikipedia of sorts, where you can see every actor and what movies they've been in, or vice versa, who's in what movie or show. So they have their own streaming platform. That's I had no completely clue about free.
0: That. Uh, that's a surprise to me. Yeah,
1: it's completely free. Uh it's ad supported, but Amazon already owns this and they've run that separately of Amazon prime. So there's also speculation too, that they can push a lot of this movie and TV show catalog to IMDB or IMDB TV, push the, that catalog onto there, get more people viewing ads. And then this is where it gets full circle, baby. Then they can have more viewers watching the handmaid's tale on an ad supported platform, moving streaming platform that doesn't disrupt prime prime video and then they could sell advertising spots and say, we have millions of people watching The Handmaid's Tale, pay XYZ to show during you know any stream. So big brain move. It makes a lot of sense from them. They continue just to just acquire anything and they're growing at an insane rate. So I would not be surprised if all the speculation with a theater purchase
0: happens soon. Yeah, I would be very pleased to go return my Amazon packages at AMC. <laughs> And then go watch a movie.
2: I, I just love how everything always comes back to advertising dollars. It's like it really does. I, I really, I really, really think as time goes on that I picked the wrong major in college. Like I fucked up because it's just like Amazon is taking over the fucking world. Like everything comes down to advertising revenue and like eyeballs on screens and it's just like Yeah, we are the commodity, Gary Yeah, it's unfortunate but uh, it's the truth So, Gary, I I
0: feel confident in your choice of major You're doing great Uh, You're
2: very good at accounting I think You guys don't know that
0: Yeah, that's true I mean, I assume
1: from your career progression and the amount of work put upon you you've helped Mm. you with taxes before
2: Yeah, I don't even do taxes So um, Oh, well then I'm screwed But I'm glad (laughs) I was able to help Very (laughs) good
1: (laughs) Yeah, I actually, Gary, just on that note, I did read this today, so it's top of mind that for marketing positions, online marketing, advertising positions, uh, the amount of job postings for them is up 71% over the last two years uh, on LinkedIn. So it is a huge demand. Everyone's trying to get out there, capitalize on all the eyeballs and impressions from all these various platforms. So it is a great career to get into, but very much like accounting. One of the reasons I'm very happy that it's the career path I chose is Everybody needs marketing. So there is always a use case in any industry, any business, you need some type of form of digital marketing. The same could be said for accounting. Any like you know, there's different subsects of accounting, there's different specializations, but you are not pigeonholed into one industry necessarily depending on the route you want to take.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. That's yeah. definitely true. Uh we'll always have job security. So that's, That's what I'm class. talking about. Baby. I mean, until look, it gets honestly, automated, really, then, then everything. In the grand fun. scheme, I really don't have much to complain about. I mean, it's, these right. are all very much first-world problems. It is what it is. You know,
1: self-awareness. I love it, Gary. Uh, but I do want to see if if there's something else that you, maybe you have complained about. Have you ever complained about daylight saving time
2: and the change? Actually, I have not. You don't care about usually, it at all. <laughs> I mean. I I guess I didn't really, you know, I don't like typically when it gets dark earlier. So I like this time of year better. Yeah,
1: that's great because that's our last topic here on the podcast. So wonderful answer, Gary. Uh, The Senate (laughs) is also I'd say the Senate also does not like uh, daylight saving times and the transition between the two different standard in daylight. Uh, The Sunshine Protection Act, which is what you were referring to, was passed last week. So if this is cleared by the house, the next step here, which it appears that it will be daylight savings time will be permanent as of November of next year. So November, 2023. So I like, like that. Let's go. A, this is long overdue. Uh, it's definitely better, in my opinion, to have it be lighter, longer uh, rather than whatever it is before. Like it's it's lighter earlier in the day. And then like, yeah. by the time you leave work, it's night out and you're depressed and you have, you know, the day's over. Right.
2: So the one thing if I can interject the one thing that's nice about it being dark early is that it seems like it's really late right and then you look at the clock and it's like 6:30 p.m. So it's you you like psychologically have more time at night I guess that's the only thing I would say.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up. So there's actually a lot of studies that have been done over the years and some of the negative things that coincide with it being darker earlier on is uh one people that are actually get into depression more if it's that darker makes sense. earlier in hmm. the day you know there's a lot of studies too on the people that live especially in areas especially for like
0: seasonal depression up in the exact, north where it's like winter
1: exactly yeah seasonal depression the same thing would apply here to a lesser scale Uh, It's also trickier to sync up globally with other time zones. I mean, not many countries do the type of thing that we're doing. I didn't think about that. So if we stabilize our actual time, that would stabilize a lot more, which is very good. Uh, (laughs) There's also workers getting sleepier earlier uh, during daytime when there's more people out, which can, depending on the job type, uh, cause more accidents uh, because they're more tired earlier in the day.
0: Oh, that makes sense. There's a transition from like maybe the first week after daylight savings time and your body's used to being like awake an hour earlier or something.
1: Well, that and then even more so, too, if if you feel tired earlier in the day and it's still working hours or hours that people are out, there there's just a there's data that supports that more accidents based to tiredness or fatigue happen when it is darker earlier. If that makes sense, uh, it seems to make sense. It, it all, yeah, it all makes sense. That's why this bill was created. But I want to see. Does anyone on this podcast know any anyone? All two of you do. Any <laughs> of you guys know uh, why daylight savings time even exists in the first place? Or or rumors or ideas that you've heard
0: in the past?
2: It has to do with like farming, doesn't? Oh, that's it? That's
0: exactly what I was gonna say. Something, yeah, with farming. So that way, when school's out, they got more time to. Yeah, fa- crops.
1: F- Farmers was also what I had heard for years. I don't know who first told me this. If it this was not in is first grade. I have no tale? idea. Oh my
0: God. <laughs>
1: I, I, it could be an old wives tale, Gary. But it, another thing that's common too, is people saying that Benjamin Franklin came up with it to preserve candles and wax and like things like that. And, Cause the morning yeah, you, didn't when you wake still, up. Though. Yeah. You haven't heard that rumor. Fine. Uh, but the, the actual reason this came up, was actually based out of New Zealand. Uh, we have George Hudson to thank.
0: God damn it, George.
1: Yeah, you, you already know. George George was like, you know what? This is the year that we need to change the clocks and we need to study insects with more daylight. So George proposed this in New
2: Zealand to study insects, uh, essentially. I mean, you know more about it now than like 99% of people Office, out there. What did so. you
1: think? Did you think it was just always this way? Like. The world was it, created. In- it, it,
2: <laughs> I mean, it was, like that. it was like, oh, like, and after, after World War II, we're yeah, going to like. Say at least the, the last daylight. like
0: 70 years or something.
2: You know? exactly. like,
1: You're not wrong, Gary, I, actually. So I said where it first came up, the first concept of daylight savings time. And that was from good old George down in New Zealand. But uh, after it during World War One in 1918, that's when the U.S. Right, first did it. They were like, you know what? We need to wow. conserve some energy. So we're going to, it's World War One, you know, shit's looking rough. We got to conserve energy. Uh, this is how we're going to do it. So then after World War One, they stopped it for a bit. They're like, yeah, guys, like we don't got to conserve energy anymore. The war's over. And then World War II is like, yo guys, like I'm here. And they're like, shit, we need to conserve energy again. Uh, so in 1966, or no, I'm sorry. So in World War II, they brought it back. But then in 1966, there was this act, the act is called the Uniform Time Act. Uh, we all know that as UTA, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, like good UTA. old UTA. Sometimes some people call it UTA. And that's where uh, you established daylight t- savings time and then standard time for the nation. So that happened in 1966, is when it
0: was solidified. Like, well, whatever that get quizzed standard quizzed time this? shit is. I feel is, like you were going to get confusing. quizzed on this. Yeah, later. That, whatever that shit is, just- is confusing as hell. Or like uh, some states don't have daylight savings time. Oh, that yeah. gets me so pissed.
1: Yeah, so in 1966, some states had it and didn't, and then that's why the Uniform Act was established, so everyone mm-hmm. had to do it in some form. And then you—that's where you had all the offshoots: were Mountain Time, uh, whatever time, I don't know, uh, Pacific, uh, Central. So that's where all that happened, yeah. right? Everybody knows. I, it. I, I don't know if that. Yeah. That sounds
0: wrong. I'm just gonna say it. That, I that think sounds that's, wrong. Yeah, that. Part You're looking I think at the wrong. same
1: date as me, dog. Uh, mm-hmm. no, that <laughs> seems <laughs> <sounds>
0: wrong. <laughs> What the
1: hell? Thanks, stop. It's great input. I get all the content
2: (laughs) and data here. You're just like, that's wrong. (laughs) Not not to be technical, you get a little bit of foodie topics. You get a little bit of tech. Yeah, and you get a little bit of history, baby. Yep. You get everything you need.
1: That's right. A little bit of history. I'm not quizzing anyone on here, by the way. That was not. Now I might. I might put a poll up to quiz people.
2: It's, but, it really sounded like you were trying to drill into our heads. No, remember this 1966, this was past. You might be a good professor, Charlie. But you could definitely be a marketing professor. Giving me lots of ideas. I hope my uh, yeah.
0: colleagues aren't listening and my
2: next moves. I mean, you got one sitting right next to you there. Yeah, that's true. Literally a colleague right there.
0: All right, well, folks, you already know what it is. Let's help Gary out with some of his seasonal depression. By you know, giving us a quick follow on not to be technical on Instagram, at not to be tech on Twitter, and at not to be technical on uh, TikTok. Um, yeah. moving over, make sure to give us a like, follow, give us ratings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know what it is. That helps Thank him you.
1: with the regular depression when you do the rating, the subscribing. The seasonal one is just <laughs> is <your> social media.
0: <laughs> and stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> I play it.